So welcome everyone to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Robert Peake. I'm here with Todd Brown. Hello, everyone. Hey, Todd. So in this podcast series, our goal is to help you understand how you can be more effective in your life and in your work, how you can support um, your own health and well-being while also uh, focusing on the things that matter most to you. And in all of that, the best sort of approach and methodology we've found for individual effectiveness is something called getting things done or GTD. So we're both experts in that and share from that basis uh, a lot of the best practices that we've found support ourselves and support our clients and support uh, the people that we work with widely throughout a broad range of industries and walks of life in having more of that experience of being relaxed and focused and present and enjoying the things that matter most in life, frankly. So as we were uh, talking just ahead of this, we were kind of musing on on different things we could address, and we realized, hey, it's the start of a new year. Somewhat of an artificial distinction, right, you know, in, in some ways. Um, but also, because it's a, a sort of ritualized thing in our culture, we do very much take this opportunity often to look at, okay, in the next cycle around the sun from this point forward, what might we want to be true? How might we want to support ourselves? And, you know, there's that old thing of, you know, kind of New Year's resolutions, if you like, and the sort of short uh, short life that those tend to have. Um, but there's also some real power, I think, in setting up intentions, in debriefing the past year, in taking the opportunity to pause from the tremendous busyness and flow of information we deal with, and to just really start to reflect and think about, you know, what does it mean in a sense to feel this fresh start and what do we want to do with that? So, Todd, I'm curious what um, some of the things are that that you do or that you've seen or that those you work with do um, that is supportive or is that is useful um, at this, you know, juncture called the start of a new year. Yeah, I, I think. You know, for a lot of people, and this is in particular to GTD, you know, it comes back to, you know, what you were sort of um, mentioning there around, you know, this this whole idea of, hey, it's a new year. And and quite naturally, at the, at the beginning of these annual cycles, people feel drawn to making changes in their lives, right? So taking the form of New Year's resolutions or whatever. I think when it comes to that, it's an, and it's interesting because just in the last few weeks, I've been doing... Um, uh, quite a, quite a lot of coaching with some clients who are in who are in transitions, and the transitions that they're in are uh, from you know they're taking on new responsibilities. One person in particular I've just been working with over the last couple of weeks um, is uh, has well had a huge job and now has an even huger job because you know success success in his old role means that people are giving him more responsibility, so he's taking on more more teams. You know, more he's got more direct reports now. And the a natural impact of that is that, of course, he's sort of feeling like, hey, my, um, you know, my my old ways of working um, aren't quite up to the aren't quite up to the job. And what I think was interesting about that was what got him to that realization was um, that he found himself so deep in the weeds, right, so deep in the day to day firefighting that he's you know that he was motivated to set his perspective a bit higher and say, hold on. It's not going to be enough simply to try to, you know, slog faster, as it were, right? Just, just do all of this, you know, this, this, this tromping through the weeds faster. 
I need to I need to have a look at my uh, at, at my larger ways of working. So it's coincidental that this was happening toward the end of the year. But I think a lot of people are just sort of drawn again, even if that's not their situation, right, at work or or at home, they're somehow drawn into that idea that hey, this is a time to consider change. So what what kinds of things do I do, and what kinds of things you know have I seen other people do that have that have helped? One thing that probably, you know, in some ways it's like the uh it's like the one-on-one consideration for for GTD come come the new year is to you know zoom way out, zoom way out on your system and your practices and ask the questions, you know, is this serving me? Right? Is this serving me? The ways that I'm working and the system that I have, is this serving me? And and it might be that you come to the conclusion. Yeah, by and large, it's actually in pretty good shape. Man, tweak here, tweak there, you know, delete this context for next actions, create a new one. Um, it could be, right, that that's kind of your conclusion. Or it could be, I'm just going to start over. You know what? When I look at my system, it is so out of date. It so does not reflect my reality that it it almost feels like it has become a source of stress in my life. To have an out-of-date system, right, has become a source of stress in my life. And so I'm I'm quite happy. Some would say I'm I'm quite happy to just sort of kiss that goodbye and start over. Right. You might want to, if you find yourself with that, with that sort of intention, you might want to take your old system and and archive it or you know, or or print it out if you want to go real old school, so that you've got the um so that you've got the information in case you ever need it in the future. But um, but that's sort of at the other end of the spectrum, you know, just just sort of start over. And and it's interesting as I've done that, and I've done that, you know, in the course of the last 18 or 19 years I've been doing GTD, I've done that, I don't know, maybe half a dozen times, just said, start over. New system, new structure, in many cases, new software involved. Um, and that has been, um, in most cases, that's that's brought with it a real kind of uh, a real kind of increase in energy and an increase in enthusiasm. And I think that's because not only was I sort of starting over, right? And and there's there, there's there's a you know there's an adrenaline rush that comes with new beginnings, I suppose. But also I'd learned, right? I'd learned because of my previous experience of all of those systems, I'd learned what you know had what had worked and what hadn't, right? So I knew what the sources of friction were in my ways of working. And therefore I was able to to ask the question, Okay, in this new system or these new ways of working that I'm generating or, or you know, creating or refining, am I addressing those sources of friction? So those are some, some things that just uh, that come to mind from my, uh, you know, from my exposure uh, to this material in the world and the work that I've done with myself and my clients. How about you? Well, that's great, and I think you're really right. It, there is an opportunity. I'm reminded of the phrase uh, a friend of mine once once said, you know, put your Put your shoulder to the wheel and your nose to the grindstone, and then try to get some work done in that position, <laughs> right? And I think when you're talking about slogging harder versus backing up, you know, and really looking at the systems, it's like the wheel could be broken and the grindstone could be worn completely smooth, and you know, it's like it's time to to look and to retool. Um, I think there's also an interesting element for me of the importance of acknowledging as well, acknowledging what's working, acknowledging success and wins. I think when people try and make radical change in the new year, part of why that fails is it it feels like your your sort of old 
habits or approaches sort of react to big change a lot more than small change. And we think of that as a bad thing. We think of it as, oh, it's hard to get out of your comfort zone or or this kind of thing. But also, I think there's a protective element of that too, right? There's the, there's the thing of you don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater, but you got to know what the baby is in order to do that. So for me, looking back on the past year and acknowledging what is working, acknowledging what I did accomplish and achieve um, is a useful precursor to then going into looking at the opportunities for improvement. It could be in relation to my uh, trusted systems. Uh, it could be in relation to um, you know ways that I'm taking on different kind of works and, and responsibilities and other things. It could be in relation to habits for self-care. Um, but having that identification first, I think has been a really uh, important piece for me. So a little bit of a review, closure, that kind of thing, um, then also helps me surface, well, what wasn't working so well about last year? What what do I want, you know, sort of what I want to carry into 2024? What do I want to sort of leave behind? I think are great, uh, great questions as well um, to ask. And for me, when I start to think about, well, what do I want to what do I want to have be true in the in the new year? Um, I find one of the things I do is what I call ideal scenes. And I'll do those sort of um, ad hoc and as needed. So I'm looking forward to having some time uh, at the end of 2023, leading up to Christmas and between Christmas and New Year, where I have I have actual time available to me to do this, this kind and level of thinking. Um, and often it starts with a kind of mind map, spider diagram sort of thing. Um, where I pick a particular focus, like let's say career, for example. And the fact that I have a sort of high slice portfolio career means I'm constantly sort of tweaking and tuning that to make sure the fullness of the mix satisfies a variety of different different things um, for me. And so there I would look at not only the distribution of things and that kind of thing, but what do I want to be experiencing? And I think having these kind of junctures where you can look forward or look back and say, you know, what do I want to be experiencing in my life is a really great precursor to then doing the GTD thinking about what would the outcomes be in the coming year? What would actually be true as sort of deliverables or things that would happen that I would recognize I'm having more of that experience, but getting to the essential experience to me is a great way to, decouple it from the thinking of, well, I've got to go down this one path to get there. So just identifying, I want this experience, and then I want some of these actual things to happen as markers of that experience, um, very often is the right level of thinking for me for, for an annual type of, um, <clears throat> an annual type of review, if you like. So anyway, just some, just some thoughts about kind of how, how I go about doing it, how to kind of try to get to the essence of, um, mm. what, what I want to be, be ha have happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a really interesting point and an important one, you know, this kind of, this kind of retrospective look, um, at what's happened, you know, I'm, I'm reflecting on the, the, um, and I'll call it the ever increasing popularity of journaling these days. Right. And, um, and I know, I mean, one of the things that I've been keeping an eye out is the, the very next version, as I understand it, of the, uh, the Apple operating system for their mobile devices is is going to be release, releasing a journaling app. And that just for that reason, it's sort of on my mind. But but um, but you know, journaling, of course, is one way for us to do some reflecting about what's going on in our lives. And and 
for most, what's interesting for me about, um, you know, journaling by its nature tends to be, or most people think about it as a, okay, I'm going to journal once a day or a, a few times a week, right? But it's not really, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, I have, I think there's huge value in that, right? And, and sort of, you know, reflecting on what's happened as the, as the world has gone by and as you've experienced it and, and what's, you know, what, what's been your experience of it? What are your thoughts? But what we don't really do and the journaling apps generally, I think don't, don't really promote is, Hey, really big long-term retrospective looks at what's, you know, what's happened. Um, looking through your journal can support that, of course, right. You can sort of do a day by day view, but I think the kind of, and you haven't used the word, but I, you know, the sort of a, just a brainstorm, you know, let's think back on the year and let's think what's happened and let's, let's, try to identify bigger trends and, and whether there are improvement opportunities there. And quite frankly, let's also just take some time, you know, let's just celebrate some success. You know, let's just think, hey, this this went well. This, you know, we ticked that box. I, I love the, I love by the way, the the point that you made about, you know, quite often what you're looking to do is ensure that your experience of something is a certain way. And I think that's, it's funny that you say that because that's been, that's been more and more important in my thinking. When I think about my desired outcomes, it's in many ways, as much about how did I experience something as it is about what, you know, did I achieve something? Right. And that I think is so valuable because, you know, you can, a metaphor occurs to me, you can, you can cross the, cross the finish line in two ways, right? You can cross the finish line you know, feeling like, wow, you know, I, I could do more. I really, I really enjoyed that. It wasn't easy, but I felt like that was really something that I, um, that, that felt like an important and valuable experience, or you can just basically stumble over the line and be so exhausted and so completely overwhelmed by the experience that you've been through that you might not ever do it again. Right. Um, so I, again, I do, I do love that. And, I'm, and, I, and I share, I share that perspective with you to a, to a, to a great extent. So, so yeah, I think, I think that kind of, um, uh, we, we might call it an annual review, right. Ha having a look back on your year and, and, uh, and also of course, looking forward, I think would be, would be a good thing. Um, in terms of your, I'm just curious about your technical tool set. Is that something that you ever, ever think about? particularly at the end of the year re-engineering, or do you sort of think about that just as time goes by and, you know, it, it occurs to you, hey, there's some friction here and I want to resolve it? Or what does that look like in, in your world? Yeah, it's a good question. I I haven't taken the annual opportunity to really look at the tool itself, but I very often look at the structure within the tool of my projects, of the uh, a little bit of the grouping of the projects in relation to different a few different key areas that I'm focused on in my life. Um, and, and those fluctuate considerably, really fluctuate a lot over time based on my life circumstances. And things changed a lot during the pandemic, for example. Change, things changed a lot after the pandemic, for example. Um, and I think one of the, the biggest things I'm, I'm looking at there is, does it align again with this experience I'm wanting to create? So the tools themselves, the actual tools, it's much more kind of responding to events like a new tool showing up that I want to evaluate or consider. Um, but the, the fundamental list keeping and calendar tool, I've had those, those two for a very, very long time. It's much more the content that really, really shifts over time. 
And again, that content, the fundamental question is around, you know, am I having the experience that I want? In terms of the pie chart over the days, weeks, months of the types of things I'm focused on, the amount of satisfaction that that brings me, um, it's almost the... It's almost sort of the Marie Kondo for the inner life, right? It's the, is are we sparking joy here or are we, you know, are we building up, um, you know, administrativa and other things that that are un, unpleasant and unnecessary? It has to be done, it has to be done, and it might as well be systematized. Um, but, you know, it's just amazing how things can creep in and suddenly become, you know, accepted when we don't have these externalization mechanisms that allow us to look at it and go, hang on, you know, that's not something I absolutely need to be doing. And actually, I thought it would bring me these certain things, and it hasn't. It hasn't. So again, getting back to those qualities, I think, is really, really important when you're looking from this level at the projects you take on, at the different, you know, routine routine tasks you take on, et cetera. Um, so I don't so much declare, sort of declare bankruptcy on the tool and get rid of the tool and print things out and and move to a different tool, although I have at various times in my life. it's I'd be much more likely to declare, sort of declare bankruptcy in a certain area and go, hey, you know, that particular focus I thought was going to get me more of this thing, and it hasn't, and, and let's move on and, and reallocate my inner energy, kind of, if, mm-hmm. if you like. So mm-hmm. that's that's another that's kind of my approach. But one thing, just random thought I had that it occurred to me as you were talking about focusing on the quality of experience that you want to have in crossing those finish lines, and I love that metaphor of, you know, are you wheezing across the finish line with your last gasp, or are you sort of joyfully breaking the tape and feeling really good about the run you had? Um, is wouldn't it be amazing if organizational KPIs factored in? how the team was doing when they accomplished those goals, right? You know, it wouldn't be incredible if in that updraft you're creating toward the goals and toward the various things and the various waterfalls that we make and all of that about how, you know, different things cascade down, pulling toward the ultimate goal for the business. Wouldn't it be remarkable if the company factored in in some way <laughs> how the team felt about that or how the team was doing when they crossed that finish line? and just an interesting thought to throw out there for organizations that do really want to support uh, healthy forms of high performance. But it occurs to me, we have that opportunity for ourselves. We always have that opportunity for ourselves. I think we're so focused on setting goals and focusing on the goals, no matter what, you know, uh, educationally, we're trained to do that or in organizations and companies, we're trained to do that. But in for ourselves, when we're setting up what we want to be true, factoring in how we want to feel about it, I think, um, is to me one of the big kind of takeaways and gems from this conversation. And I'm always grateful for these because I don't think that that would have necessarily surfaced just sort of spinning spinning the gears on my own. So thank you for that. Not, not at all. And, and actually, that reminds me of a conversation I've literally had in the last two days with somebody, again, somebody that I've been working on on a coaching basis. And one of his roles was he was the head of sales analytics for a very, very large organization, Okay, global name everybody's heard. Um, and so he does, and, and he's, he's a very, you know, very intelligent guy, very deep thinker. Um, it's really, it's really a lot of fun to work with him. Uh, and, and one of the things that he said was he was talking about in particular sales reward and said, you know, how do you reward your salespeople? And he said that there is, 
you know, a lot of sales organizations, of course, have targets, right? So you're going to get, you know, you will have a, an individual sales target and you'll get commissioned on that. And you will also have, you know, uh, possibly a, a, a team sales target and you'll get commission based on that. And, you know, the vast majority of organizations have those for their salespeople. And yet what he said was, there's a lot of good science out there that says if what you want is the most, you know, the most impact out of your salespeople, in other words, that they're selling the most, you compensate them um, you compensate them on things like, if they're a sales manager, is your team happy? Are they engaged? Are they enjoying working with the people that they're working with? You know, I mean, these questions that don't directly have to do with, did you hit your target, right? But he said that there is all kinds of good data out there that says that that's how you generate more sales. And, that, and so this goes right back to what you're saying, which is that it's, 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 it's about... Um, uh, you know, it's about experience and it's about, um, it, it, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody should give up all their sales targets, but I'm saying these, these other elements, these other more, more experiential, you know, experiential sort of qualitative considerations. It's not just fluffy thinking. Apparently this really does make a difference. So yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's a, that's a conversation from the last 48 hours that, uh, that directly relates to what we're talking about today. I love it. I just love it. Yeah. So I'm, I realize we're kind of coming, coming near the end of our typical timing for this. So um, just want to say thank you for, yeah, a rich, a rich and interesting conversation. Very, I think, timely as people are going into the new year. Um, for those of you that are, that tune into these regularly, I'd be really interested to hear uh, what you thought of this conversation, right? Because we we didn't go into detail about exactly, you know, how to groom your next actions into, you know, greater uh, focus or, you know, any technical details of GTD. Um, we're talking more about the spirit of the thing. Is that useful? Is that inspiring? Is that interesting? <laughs> do you much prefer? How do we polish the the wheels and gears of this? Very interested in your thoughts. So um, info at next-action.co.uk or visit the Next Action website. Meanwhile, please do like and, and subscribe. Um, you can hit the little bell in YouTube and it'll let you know when the next one of these uh, is, is coming. Um, and we've got some, you know, we've got some exciting things coming in in the new year about how we present this information, um, how we support you in understanding uh, what it means to embrace not only the getting things done methodology, but a mindset that supports healthy high performance in your life uh, and, and in your work. So stay tuned for that. Lots of great stuff coming uh, in the coming year. Meanwhile, uh, be well, enjoy. We'll see you next time.